Hello and welcome to the Overland Journal podcast. I am your host, Scott Brady, and I am with my co-host, Matt Scott, in the house. And we are enjoying a Papago Orange Blossom beer because I prefer fruity beers. As do I. There you, now you know here's all you the, here's know the thing, about Overlanding. Like, people always say that we like girly drinks. Yeah. They're just better. They just taste better. Like to me, at least. I don't know. Like I, I just, I never got the taste for like, mm, I want to drink something that's very high alcohol. It tastes like peat. Yeah. And somehow when or, you, when you look like a Neanderthal, you can drink a girly beer and yeah. it just seems to be fine. <laughs> I just don't care what people think. So, <laughs> well, you have the advantage of not looking like an Neanderthal. Well, so. I mean, it's just oranges are better than dirt mm. or IPAs. Mm. <laughs> IPAs are, are like the male. Okay. If the basic B word female thing is the Frappuccino. Yeah. The basic bro thing. IPA. IPA. I think they're, you're right. Frappuccinos for men. <laughs> it's, it's always, yeah, it's true. No, it's true. I it's can't do true. them. It's, it's the bitter. Like I can't, I know I just don't. The first drink is okay. And then you, by the time you're halfway done, you're like, why am I still drinking this? Yeah. That's how I feel. This one's refreshing. I'm happy with my choices. I guess other people can be happy with theirs, even though they're clearly inferior. (laughs) So not the people, but their choices of alcohol. Let's talk about something that's not inferior, like your new TJ Long wheelbase, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And now for a quick break from one of our supporters, let's take a minute to recognize one of the godfathers of overlanding and onboard power and off-grid towing. The folks at Red Arc build the toughest, most versatile power management electronics known to man. And right now, Red Arc is sponsoring a $20,000 vehicle upgrade and expense-paid adventure. It's the Red Arc Power Your Wild Sweepstakes, and it's easy to enter. Visit redarkelectronics.com slash poweryourwild. Sign up and power your odds by visiting Red Arc's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. Outback tested, Outback tough. So get to it and power your wild with Red Arc. So I bought a 2006 Wrangler Unlimited Rubicon. I guess in the Jeep sphere, that's kind of a unicorn. It is. Um, They're super rare. I, I, I haven't looked up the exact production figure, but I think it's, I've read that they made 10,000 Unlimited Rubicons. I've read that they've made 14,000 Unlimited Rubicons on the Unlimiteds, which um, for anybody that's not listening, they made them for two years while the Jeep TJ was made from 97 to 2006. The Unlimited was only made for 2005 and 2006 model years, which makes it fairly special. Yeah. I mean, by any standards, 14,000 units of something is rare, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's like very special cars that are only at 14,000. They made 14,000 Ferrari 458s. There you go. It's just a random figure. Yeah. Yeah. That's how rare they are. Yeah. I really like it. Um, And it's, it's it's kind of like Ferrari red. It's kind of like Ferrari red. It would would really match a, it'd match a Ferrari really well, you know? So yeah. So I bought this thing and I bought it on eBay. How did that go? Listen, like the eBay side is, is what it is. They're, they're just the facilitator, but I will just say that the guy didn't clean the two inches of dog hair out of the cup holders. And I drove it like two miles to the little country gas station by my house, sputtering to get into the thing. All eight control arms gone. Yeah. All aftermarket stuff, both track bars gone. And how many miles do you think were on that suspension? That I don't know. Um, I think it was like Skyjacker or some of the whatever the something like that. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. I mean, literally like the parts were the car was from 2006. So like, let's just say that they were put on in 2006. They were falling apart. I mean, the truck yeah. only has 90,000 miles on it. That's not a lot of miles. That's not a lot of miles. The OE stuff wouldn't have even been in, no. in that ship. Actually there was, there were 
two stock upper control arms. So I, like I in do the back in, in the back, um, which are the ones you actually want to replace because of pinion angles. So, sure. so the experience of buying it sight unseen at night. Yeah, it was what it was. Like yeah. I got a pretty good deal on it. That's um, right. You did get a fair deal on it. I got a pretty big deal up, on it, but for it. you know, any of the stuff that was on there, I, I just, I had to replace. Now that top was kind of rare. That was the reason why we bought it. So it had a it had a paint matched uh, safari top on it. Um, the company that makes them I want to say it's great tops. It was kind of a, I don't know if it was their project vehicle or it was like a family member's truck that they used as a show display vehicle. So the entire Jeep was repainted when the top went on. Oh, and, and, and the cool thing with that is that it matches perfectly. Nice. That's really nice. Everything's in Looks good shape cool. on it. It's just that there were really subpar parts put on it. And I think, you know, that just verifies what I've been saying for a really long time is buy once, cry once. Like yeah. I'm going to, you know, we put TerraFlex control arms and stuff on there. And I know that that stuff will, will last a long time and it's sure. serviceable. Instead of being able to replace a bushing, I had to throw away yeah. you know, eight control arms. So yeah, you probably saved yourself like a Big Mac by going with some, you know, crappy Jeep lift. But yeah. what's the, what's the long term here? That, that's actually the thing, you know. What I'm trying to do with this, with this LJ is I'm trying to build a classy Jeep and it is to me, uh, the TJ LJ shares way more in common with a world war two Jeep than it does mine being a 2006 than a 2007 JK. Mm. There's, there's not much really in common with them, uh, on the JK side, but this still has a tub. It still has the straight six. It's still a, it's a Jeep. Yep. Right. I'm not saying that the JKs and jails and stuff, I mean, they're immensely better vehicles. Yeah. They were revolutionary as opposed to the TJ being evolutionary yeah. from the YJ and yeah, from the CJ yeah. and everything um, else. Yeah. The plan is to just kind of have like this modern classic project that, you know, we can, well, one, it provides some perspective for me as to how crazy the, these cars have gotten. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my dream cars when I was in high school was, uh, was an LJ. That was like the cool, that was the cool car. That no was question. the cool Jeep. It was. It still is still the is. cool yeah. Jeep. Yeah. I, I'd like to have one that's just not ruined. Unfortunately, you can't just send it to AEV anymore. You can't get the fender flares right. and the Highline stuff, which is if anybody is listening that has a set of Highline fenders, I will, I will give you whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> my phone number is, yeah. yeah. Um, no. So, so the idea is, you know, we're going to do some classic looking bumpers. We're not really going to turn it into a rock crawler um, because gladiator is probably better in most things, but this will also easily do the Rubicon. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. All day long. Um, you know, so it's got those Dana 44s and you put on some 1552 wheels, which look great. Yeah, the they, I think they look wheels. great. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what we're doing with it is that the theme is modern classic. And with this safari top, I think it's going to be a really, really fascinating project. You know, we're going to be talking about it on Expedition Portal. We're going to be talking about it as a company project through through Adventure Imports on our social. Um, so that'll start kind of launching here soon. We're trying to do a back to basics vehicle. We're mm-hmm. not trying to make an old truck new. You know, the amount of work that you have to do to put 35s on a TJ or an LJ is, I mean, you are, you are cutting everything off yeah, and welding on rock crawler, three link, whatever, you know, suspension, which is just not something that we're interested in doing. I could buy a stock JL Rubicon yeah. for less money and have more capability right, right off the bat. Um, I know some people will argue with that, but come at me, bro. <laughs> with your IPA. With, with your IPA. <laughs> 
yeah, so it, it'll be it'll be fun. You know, Dakar, our rescue greyhound, loves it. We got Perfect this bed. We took the back Dakar seat out. Transport. Well, with the safari top, he can like launch himself into it because he's a very big dog. He can launch himself into the back, and he doesn't like hit anything. Yeah. And then he has this bed that's half the size of Texas in the back, and he has <laughs> yeah. like this little. A little window on the safari top that he like sticks his nose out and like <laughs> it's so perfect. It's 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 uh I was looking at CJs, I was looking at FJ forties, I was looking at series land rovers, I was looking at defenders. Um I really wanted a defender ninety, but I just like Yeah, it's a big investment. Yeah, and I just if I do want to use it, I just I don't I don't trust those vehicles really yeah. at all. Um, the stuff that you can get, you're either getting a questionable import at this point yeah, or you're getting like a, you know, something that somebody has touched in an effort to make a bunch of money on and flip it. And, you know, they put quilted Northern seats everywhere, like yeah. with like the, the cross stitching, because apparently that just makes an agricultural tractor luxury vehicle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so yeah, that, that whole, the whole defender thing just got really annoying. So we uh, kind of are just going to do our own thing. It's perfect. And it's a classic car that just happens to have been built in 2006. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it kept going. But whether or not the the TJ in hindsight should have run as long as it did, knowing how much of an evolution the JK was, it's just, it's, it's interesting. It's a like, fun Jeep to drive around. It's fun. It's fun. That's and what it should be. We're not going to, you know, do any kind of crazy lifts or anything. The, the plan is to build a simple vehicle that is attainable for most people. Most, you know, what we're doing to... Granted, this LJ applies to stuff that people can do in a, you know, in a YJ or a TJ or anything. The, the idea is that you don't need, you know, every widget. You don't need massive tires. You don't need crazy suspension. On the TJs, I remember the only new car I ever bought up until recently was a 2000 TJ. So I had, That's a, cool. I had a 2000 TJ Sahara that I bought when I was still working in manufacturing. It was the first time I've ever bought a new car. Yeah. I bought it down in Phoenix. I mean, it was like, I felt like I like won the personal lottery that I just finally got to that point in my life that I could afford a car payment like that and that I could afford to have a new vehicle. And I had this venture craft trailer that was this little pop top trailer and it was also white and I put matching Sahara fenders on it. And I did very little to that vehicle. I did a, an ARB front bumper to it and a Warren winch and I installed a two inch Terraflex suspension system on it with the lower control arm so I could adjust for the death wobble and all that stuff. Yep. And that was it. I eventually put some steel TJ wheels on it with 33 by 1050 tires on it. Okay. Eventually, but I ran the stock ones, stock tires for a long time. The thing I didn't like about it was the three speed automatic. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, And so is yours a four speed? Four speed but it's electronically controlled. Okay. So that's a big advantage. It's, the three it's speed basically was terrible. the same trans that carried over into the JK. Okay. I'm not saying that it's great. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's better than way better than a three speed. One. Yeah. Yeah. The three speed yeah. was rough, um, but it was such a fun vehicle and I drove it all over Arizona. I mean, it was so capable right out of the box. I mean, it's just incredible how, how capable a stock Wrangler is even of that era, a mutual friend of ours, Brian Dearman around the same time when I started to meet all these guys on the various forums, when, before everything was even called overlanding, this was back in the four wheel drive trips forum days. And, uh, <laughs> 
And Brian Deerman, who's been a longtime member of the community, goes to the Overland Expos, well-traveled. He had, he bought a, maybe, what was the first year of the Rubicon, TJ? 2003. Okay. So he bought the first year of the Rubicon and he, because he wanted to not affect the warranty, he drove that thing everywhere stock. Like well, they had bone air, stock. They're, they're, the, the form factor of them is what really gives them the capability there. Yeah. They're pretty small vehicles. You know, the axles stick out much farther and the yep. wheels and tires stick out much further than the body. You know, amazing approach, amazing departure, you know, amazing ish breakover. Cause they had that, uh, the transmission skid plate or transfer case skid plate, like hangs way down. It on does. It. Yeah. They're fascinating, but it was cool. Just to, I remember this was early in like my more four wheeling centric days. And Brian went, he did all the trips that we did, all the stuff we did down to Mexico. He also did all of the really hard trails that we did in Arizona. And then in, I think maybe around 2004, I did my first trip across the Rubicon and I had a a YJ at that point that I'd done like the full ARB kit to. And the reason why I did that is when I was in the air force, I went on this club run one time in Idaho and there was this couple that showed up with a, like a brand new YJ that the ARB catalog had been thrown at. And it had like 33 950s, old man emu, air lockers front and rear. It was so clean. And I just remember just being wide eyed, like this is the coolest Jeep I've ever seen. And of course it did everything on the club run easily because it was dual locked. And most of us could maybe afford a locker for the rear or whatever. So I always wanted to build a, a YJ like that. And I did, I ended up building a really nice YJ. It was the first vehicle I drove across the Rubicon, but the guy that came along and his name escapes me right now, but he also had a stock 2003, 2004 Rubicon TJ unmodified. And we went through the whole Rubicon together and zero, neither of us had any issues. I think I bent my exhaust a little bit. I I just remember being terrified as I first went into the gatekeeper back when there was a gatekeeper on the Rubicon. And there was these huge rock crawlers all around getting welded and grinders are going. And I'm thinking, what have I done? I'm never going to, and of course it was no big deal if you just drive on the main trail and not drive like an idiot. But yeah, it was such a fun experience and it shows just how capable these very stock or near stock vehicles really are. Yeah. I mean, I I think with the process that we've had with ours starting to build it, you know, we have some longer term, really fun plans with the car. And kind of like I was saying initially that it showed up in a lot worse shape than we thought it was. So we kind of had to do a lateral and fix the stuff so we could actually drive it. It's a nice thing to be able to go back to the TJ LJ because it makes you realize how much Jeep has actually listened to their customer. Yeah. I think if you walked into the Jeep world in JK or even JL, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, these things are just amazing. Like 37s. Yeah, cool. Whatever. Well, if I want to put 37s on my LJ and I want to do it right. It's a huge endeavor. It's it's a process. Like, I mean, you're talking axles. You're talking, I mean, it's. Highline fenders, all that. It, it, it's a big deal. And I think that we kind of get uh, a little too comfortable with, with how easy these vehicles are to modify. Because mm-hmm. clearly somebody's kind of been listening. Like the fact that I can do a, a basic two-inch lift. I mean, I'm talking, I do springs. And I do shocks and like some sway bar extensions, a factory Mopar lift 
on a JL or a gladiator fits 37 inch tires. Yeah. I would have to, I would have to cut everything basically down to a bare frame if I wanted to do it right to do 37s on that car. So that's why when you're on the Rubicon, so much stuff was breaking is because Billy Bob decided to weld this on there. And the other thing we never mind with that, but the thing that we've realized is it's really hard to get good quality cheap stuff, right? We bought a lot of products for this initially that we just ended up sending back. Cause we're like, you sell this to people. Yeah. You know, and, and well, I why do you think that is, I don't know uh, the amount of junk suspension stuff that is out there for the TJ, the amount of junk bumpers. I, I don't know if people look at these vehicles as being disposable. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just a, so it looks a certain way, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's not, they're not functional accessories. The, the stuff that is very functional has a, just a, drastically different aesthetic than what I'm looking for. You know, I want to be able to, I would say, and an overland truck, I want to be able to hit a deer Yeah, and I want to be able to not be stranded. Well, when you cut the fenders off and you're running a hood and a bumper that's two inches wider than your frame rails, like that's the style Yeah, for TJs and LJs and everything right now is to turn it into this rock crawler. Yeah. Even though, I mean, I guess if you're looking for a body and a frame, Sure. I mean, you're replacing everything else. So um, I think they can work. And that's maybe the the joy of the Jeep is that you can buy a stock one, take the top off and just have a, an awesome daily driver. You can also take a JK or a JL slap 40s on it with some axle upgrades. And yeah. that works too as yeah. a rock crawler. And then you can also easily travel with them. And and part of what inspired us to want to talk about the, the TJ and the TJ long wheelbase is the fact that people like Dan Greck, yeah, drove, when he drove when the Pan American. And yeah. Has. When he drove the Pan American highway, he took a soft top stalker TJ and did the entire length of it and had a great time. Mm -hmm. And, and I think one of the things that's most endearing about his story is that he had dreadlocks and this guy just wanted to go travel to Ushuaia. And he's like, I'm going to take my Jeep. And he didn't even think about what stuff do I have to put on it or how do I need to modify this vehicle? He literally with a soft top, like the things that we would never recommend people do he did with ease. And like, he didn't get his Jeep stolen. And you think about a soft top, like, Oh, you're going to get, well, so here's Broken the argument or is, whatever. is, you know, yeah, the idea of driving a TJ to um, Ushuaia sounds crazy, but the idea of driving a BJ70 with yeah. quarter of the horsepower and worse suspension suddenly sounds great or yeah. an FJ40 sounds romantic. Right. You know, this is, uh, to me, the TJ is that if we think, if we, if we were to fast forward 10, 15 years, think how archaic that vehicle is going to be. I mean, it's a steel tub. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not much going on with it. Um, there's really no, does it have ABS? Some of them did later. I think it does. Yeah. I think mine would cause that's an 06, yeah. but you know, maybe they have ABS like bedlining the inside is a upgrade. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It, but I think that's what makes them, I think a unique consideration is that they're not that expensive when you compare to most Jeeps. Jeeps will always be expensive for their time because they're, yeah. they're timeless, right? So they'll always be valuable, which is another thing that I think makes them an advantage. So you do something like Dan Greck did where you drive this TJ all the way down. I bet you can bring that thing back and sell it essentially what you bought it for. Well, and, and the parts are so cheap. Like I, I want to say, I've said before, like that the XJ is a great, a great vehicle to travel in because, but an XJ and a TJ are yeah. functionally the same thing uh, for most of their driveline Componentry and, and things like after going through the 80 series thing, 
of $1,700 factory alternator for that car. Parts are just insanely expensive. Now, now that's Toyota stuff and the quality of early 90s Toyota versus mid 2000s Chrysler. The Toyota stuff's still better. Full sure. stop. You're looking at $15 high rod ends. So yeah, there's your point is that you can, you can take that Jeep to mm-hmm. whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Any mechanic can work on that. If a mechanic can't work on a, on a TJ, there shouldn't be a mechanic. Yeah, run. Yeah, exactly. Run. And, and I wonder, I wonder how prolific they were down in South America. I know that they got them in Argentina, but I don't know much about where else they were in South America, but they don't really have, I mean, like I had a 99 TJ. Yeah. That was the, the terrible one, you know, when, when I first worked here and but that was, I remember even then, like you, you had an, a love for that car. Cause it was like your first four wheel drive. I and just, I just like, there's something about TJs yeah. to me that are just simple. Yeah. Like, I don't think that a TJ is trying to be anything true. Like you don't see TJs with the angry grills yeah. that people put on their cars. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't see very many frowning grills on yeah, TJs. Like, like very frumpy looking, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you do see some horrible, like that was like the era of shitty built, right? Yeah. Like terrible, like products that were knocked off by company A, then knocked off by company B, then knocked off by company C. <laughs> right. And, and they just made it worse. Comes along and, you know, <laughs> knocks off the fourth knockoff of yeah. the roof. Remember that like roof? rack that I bought. Oh like yeah. Not knowing any different than you're like, <laughs> it was just like wobbling. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like you could, you, you know, it, it could have been made of straw. Yeah. Um, you couldn't put anything up there safely. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. Um, there's again, there's just, there's so many bad parts for these things. And I think what I'm, you know, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm doing this project is I think that some of these things need to be saved. Yeah. They, they, they can't all be cut up into buggies. Yeah. Um, just, just buy a UTV at that yeah. point. Like, True. I don't know why you're spending $40,000 on, you know, generate suspension, even though it's awesome. Yeah. Um, when you can get like 28 inches of travel out of a can am. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, what's happening. I think a lot of that is happening, yeah. which is good. That way people can, they can do their UTV thing and yeah. do their day trips. I mean, you know, we're, I'm, I'm in a weird environment. I'm, I, I recognize that I'm, that I'm super fortunate to have the things that I have. I mean, I work 14 hours a day, so I can have them, but, um, and I take a lot of risk, but to have the earth roamer and the gladiator, you know, I've always had a lot of redundancy, whether that's because of uh, business needs or my vehicle ADD at the time. But like, I'm excited to go to Moab in this thing yeah. and bring my, throw my swag in the back with my dog and like sure. a cooler and just like kind of go back to basics. Um, I'm excited to take it down to Baja. Yeah. Um, you know, just run it down the beach in San Felipe or, 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 sure. or whatever. Um, you know, it's maybe not something that I want to live out of right. for a, for an extended period of time, but it's just fun. It's, it's, it's like a four wheel motorcycle. It's a dirt Harley. I mean, that's kind of what JK's or sorry, what, what TJ's are. It seems in Prescott, at least there's so many in Prescott. Yeah, there's so I mean, many there's so many Jeeps in Prescott. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, there are, but certainly the most popular vehicle that I yeah. see around town. I think the problem with the TJ is like, how do you build it? Yeah. Which direction do you, do you go with it? Because these older vehicles, as parts become scarce, the prices go up. Yeah. Um, and then you have to start maintaining vehicles and replacing things while you're in there. And there's no more AEV suspension for TJ. I don't know, Dave, Dave, are you listening? Dave, Dave. Yeah. Um, how about a limited run of the Highline vendors, Dave? <laughs> um, so what, what is the, the go-to suspension options right now? Let's say you want to go with 
an inch and a half to two inches of lift, what do you typically look at? What are the couple high point? Well, an options? inch and a half. So this is the thing, an inch and a half or two inches of lift gets you a 31 inch tire on that car. Right. Like the Rubicon came with thirties mm. stock. They were like 30.5. Yeah. They're 30 by nine fifties. Yeah. Basically two forty five. Yeah. 65 16s something like that yeah so we've decided to run like a 285 75 16 which is just under a 33 inch tire and we need four inches of lift to do that which just like like blows my mind because you can put that on a anything like the gladiator comes with that stock now stock yeah um so as far as I, i don't really know there's so many options that are out there now, what did you go with on yours? We, we did, we're working right now with what was on the Jeep as far as the springs. Mm. We had to do JKS track bars because of how the frame side was previously drilled out for a Heim joint. Other than that, we're going to pretty much stick to TerraFlex on everything. Um, they still seem to support that vehicle. Um, Very much so, yeah. You know, where a lot of other companies have just moved on, um, which... Maybe that's why there's so much crap out for these is there's just, I don't know if there's not a market for it or what, but yeah, we did, we did the TerraFlex arms. And what do they have for bushings? They have a rubber bushing on one end Good. and then kind of a Johnny joint style okay. on the other. It's really, really hard to get away from any kind of performance joint or something. Just for noise, found. right? Um, yeah. And, and literally the best that we could find was was a, an arm that had it just on one, um, right. which then still attenuates some of it that. It does help. And then it does give us the flex, you know, again, sure. like going back to how much work these things take to get mediocre performance out of them by modern standards. There, there's a lot that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the kit that I would like to do is, is this TerraFlex long arm four inch kit, because Right now, my the angles on my control arms are. It's probably why the other ones failed so miserably. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, you think of every impact, up, every yeah. impact is just it's not letting the suspension go upwards and travel through a normal range. Yeah. A lot of that energy is just going right into the joints. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think so, a long arm makes a lot of sense. There's also these these mid arm kits that Gen Wright and Savvy do. Those are definitely the high end. Um, but these are so much of these Jeeps are like still of the King of the Hammers rock crawling Mm. era, um, in the same way that, you know, the, the destiny of the gladiator and the forerunner and, uh, the Tacoma is to become an Overland style truck. The destiny of the TJ was set in 97 because that was the big thing to be a rock crawler. Yeah. Um, so there's really nobody, nobody is going back to revisit these platforms these old platforms because people already have the they moved on to the JK on. and yeah. the jail. And now for a quick break from one of our supporters, Onyx Off-Road. If you're driving or riding on dirt this summer, don't leave home without the Onyx Off-Road GPS app. For less than a tank of gas, get access to 550,000 miles of trails and roads and 985 million acres of public land for camping, fishing, exploring, and all of your outdoor adventures. Onyx off-road maps are fully interactive, meaning you can tap anywhere on the map for detailed information. Check out featured trails for trail descriptions, photos, difficulty ratings, and more. Your maps will even work without cell coverage, so you never have to worry about getting lost. Go to onyxoffroad.com and use the code OJ at checkout for 20% off right now. Thanks, Onyx. There's no 
um, empirical reason to choose an LJ yeah. or a TJ for overland travel over anything made after it. Mm-hmm. Except for there's a funk, there's a funk, yeah, there's a funk factor that I think is really charming. I I love it. I mean, I've seen some really nice, clean, long wheelbase TJs out there. You know, you look at like a white long wheelbase with a little bit of a lift uh, or an original Rubicon, yeah, with the with they're kind of classic, like the tan hard top. I think they look great. Put an ARB bumper on the front of it. Well, that's what we're doing is we're, we're just, we're trying to make it just a classic looking vehicle. Mm. Um, whenever you get a new car, you're like, what can I do to it? Since this is basically a buggy yeah. by modern standards, um, the 2003 to 2008 Ram truck Hemi powertrain slides in real nice. <laughs> so is that, is that version 2.0? I don't know, man. I like, I know that I shouldn't and it's a horrible idea, but there's just something about having like a 400 horsepower, little tiny Jeep to run around town that just yeah. like, although like we, 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 you know, we've started to do some trail runs and stuff now with it, that it's, uh, it's, it's not going to just evaporate into a million pieces of four wheel parts crap, you know? So it still rides like junk, yeah. you know, it's like you kind of get spoiled. Yeah. Like you get into the gladiator and you have proper control arm geometry. You have 37 fix so much. You have Kings like they, it's so much better. And then you like go into the parking lot at your trailhead and you're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. it's like you have, you have to air down just to, hear yourself think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I'd like to do stupid things. That would be a fun one though. I mean, I, mean, I would love to just have this ridiculous resto mod TJ. Like I'm going to get excited here. Like if I could put, like, I want to say that the six one SRT engine is what is most appropriate for that vehicle. You can do the three ninety two six four and I'll say that, that again, stuff. but slower next time. <laughs> the 6.1 liter SRT Hemi V8. <laughs> That would be so insane. Like, how do you not die when you put that in there? I mean, you can put a Hellcat in there if you really want. Uh, But again, how do you not die with, you know, 1960s suspension technology and, and uh, 700 horsepower? How do you not die? Very careful. (laughs) I guess. I mean, it really is 1960s suspension technology. Like honestly, anything that Jeep put on that car in the suspension department, you pretty much have to replace. Yeah. Like, they just had a different purpose back then. They really did. I mean, the the if you look at the the YJ and definitely the TJ was an evolution in the positive way, but these were light duty vehicles. These were yeah. meant to be used for the day. You put a couple sleeping bags in the back, maybe. They weren't they weren't really good with a hard top. They were better with a soft top. They were really just meant to be these light duty recreation. They were their UTV of their day. hundred percent. And, and they just really aren't meant to be overpowered or overdriven or overtired. They're really not intended for that. So that's the, that's the thing, right? Is you can recognize the vehicle for what it is. And that's, that's the smart choice or you can put a Hemi in it. Yeah. And I have to say, like, it doesn't ride bad. I, I I really think if, well, Mike McMod's brute is sitting over here yeah. and I'm just like, Mike, if you don't pick that thing up, I'm going to start stealing parts from <laughs> it because he's got all that AEV nth degree suspension. Like I know it's all like, there. A, like when you lift a, a TJ or an LJ, like three inches, the spring is at like a, it's, it's like an arc. A weird I mean, it's arc. like a, it's like a 30 degree radius. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. weird. So you have to like cut that off and like relocate it. 
So like the center of the hoop of yeah. the, the, the axle hoop, sure. I'm calling it a hoop. I don't know why I'm calling it a hoop. Um, he's got the little widget that does that for me yeah. and he's got the, like the control arm relocation brackets, which move them down. I want to say like three or four inches. Yep. So they're like everything's stock. You can't get that stuff anymore. No, you can't, you know, uh, which is fascinating to me. And like, I think that that's cause they need it. Yeah. For me, if I was going to focus on the pinnacle TJ, it really is the brute that's parked next door here at the office. Yeah. But Dak doesn't fit in it. That's true. But for me, for Scotty version to have the truck, the well, pickup also truck Aaron's version. dog sits, can sit yeah, on the center true. console. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so true. Very, very small. Yeah, Chihuahua. Chihuahua. It's still dangerous <laughs> because of the dog. hundred percent way more likely to get bit by that Chihuahua than my Greyhound. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but if you but take, we love that Chihuahua, we do. Absolutely. No question. But if you take like Highline Fender, the low profile hood, the little cab. So then all the HVAC works great because it's only trying to cool or heat like yeah. five square feet. And then you've got a six foot bed on the back for me. Like, yeah, I mean, it, when I first got that truck here and Mike saying, ah, I think I'm going to sell it. I thought very, very seriously about it. It's got the Cummins three liter turbo diesel in it. Yeah. A five speed heavy it's, duty manual it's, transmission. It's real good. Yeah. But air locker. But what I'll tell you is even that Jeep probably needs $20,000 and stuff to make it function as you think it should. Yeah. Maybe they're just never ending money pits. Yeah. Maybe. I think the only, the only thing I think about on that Jeep at all would be when they tuned it, they didn't get the full RPM range. Like that engine is designed to operate up to 3,200 RPMs yeah. and it only, it like red lines or, or the, the rev limiter comes in at about 2850. So it just really affects the usability mm. of the power of the powertrain. If that had a V8 in it, <laughs> I'd be over on it. I, I, I'd be about it. You'd be all about it. I'd be about it. I mean, I, I don't know. I like the now. little, I like the little diesel. You know, we just did a bunch of work on it to get it sorted. So maybe it'll be available for sale. I think it's really cool. Um, uh, and it, and that color with that rack on there, it's beautiful. It's the only AEV built diesel. brute diesel. I mean, it's perfect. It is perfect. And in, in its own imperfect way. Yeah. I mean, LJs are just, and TJs, they're all just very imperfect. You right. know? It, it just becomes so much labor and so much time. Yeah. And they're also time. not new. You know, I mean, they're, these are older vehicles. These yeah. are, these are getting up in age that you've really got to start paying attention to them. I, I think, I think if I was to drop, if I was to decide to drop big money on mine, it would probably be some Dynatrack axles and a V8. And when you're doing those axles, you then do your long arm or mid arm. Like I'm, I'm really keen on the savvy mid arm. It actually welds onto the frame, which allows you to kind of like tuck up the transfer case sure. a bit more I like the Terraflex. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, I think this is a, I, I think love, you, I would I, love for, I know that there's people that know way more about TJs and LJs than I do. What works? Reach out. Yeah. Matt, yeah, please or on please Instagram, do. please do. Yeah. When reach I, out when to I'm us on Instagram. Cause it occasionally annoys me. And then I'm like, I'm not giving you my time for free Facebook. I just recently had no more data some, for like, you. Facebook. I just had to do some like business things on Facebook and they've gone the Microsoft route. Is there like, instead of having like that kind of visionary Steve jobs thing, which is like, no, this is the way to do it. This is how you're going to do it. They're trying to accommodate like everyone and everything. Yeah. And now it's impossible to impossible do anything. To do on anything. Like yeah. We were trying to run an ad on adventure imports for, we got a bunch of max tracks extremes and that was a good ad right there. Um, <laughs> no, but so we're like trying to, 
wow, this is a nice tangent, but we're trying to like run an ad. We can't even get, we can't even figure this out. Like, cause yeah. this account isn't talking to this account. Yeah. We don't have this installed on. And we're like, why make it so difficult to take my money? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like just, I just want to press a button. Yeah. Just, just press the button. Yeah. And that's exactly what Steve Jobs would do. He would, yeah. you would have a post that you would create and there would be a button on the bottom that you would push to say, promote this. They kind post. of have that. And then it but would, then they kind of lie to you because <laughs> then it doesn't, then it takes you to six other screens. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, then I just get frustrated and I'm like, we're just going to sell these things anyways. Like, why am I wasting my money? Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. What were we talking about before I started ranting about that's, Facebook? That's the thing about social media. Yeah. It's the thing. I it's almost like, like a it. TJ. Yeah. Love to hate it. TJ, you love it, but then you hate it. You and then love you have it. to do all this work. You love it. And then it's over 85 degrees outside. <laughs> Um, the AC in mine also the, the mint perfect Jeep had like a dime sized hole in the air, the condenser, the condenser, the winch cable was routed underneath the track arm track bar up front and then back up. It has, it has not left me in good spirits with, with the Ebay's of the world. It's eBay. Yeah. It's not eBay's fault, but I don't know. I mean, like, is, is it, is it crazy to accept you know, when you pay still decent money for a car that the guy washes it. Yeah. It's just, there was like a quarter inch of mud on the outside. Like, I don't know if the person just looked at it. Like, I think a a lot, I think a lot of people, they don't really consider enough about how it would feel if they got the same treatment. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. You know, if like, how would this guy like to receive a truck that he just spent good money that he saved and worked hard for? This is when you pay the guy asking price and everything. Yeah. I don't know. That's basically been the that's TJ. The, that's the life of buying used cars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, think there's much else to talk about TJs. I mean, the, the bumper thing is interesting because you can either, like you said, go super terrible, which yeah. means some kind of giant stinger that is like yeah, stinger, socially stinger irrespons- I, I, irresponsible to drive on the road. Or why do people think these things are cool. They're not, well, I mean, they do have a function as a rock crawler, but the when problem- you have an exo cage yeah. for it to also triangulate upon. Otherwise, it just means that there's more weight on the passenger compartment, and then you well, die. If you're doing, so buy if, more stinger bumpers if you are the person who wants to have a stinger bumper. Yeah, I mean, the stinger bumper works Crush really well. If they go way far out there and, or like we had them on the trucks, the Hilux, when we were crossing Antarctica, because uh-huh. we didn't want to fall into a crevasse. So they, yeah. bumpers like that. Have I a- see an awful lot of those in malls in Illinois. <laughs> exactly. Like when I, when I go back home to Chicago, which I don't really do. But when you do. But when I do, I see so many stinger bumpers. Mm. Like they just plague the Midwest. Yeah. Also fake. They're like, it, it went like, like stinger the bumper, be- then fade fake beadlocks. Bead yeah, that's right. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, it was the beginning of the end of rock. I, I do have advice for people that are looking to, to restore a LJ. It's wonderful, but buy a two door LJ. You just literally, what you do is you take LJ and then you swap the letters and it becomes a JL <laughs> and you fix all of your problems. Um, now I think they're charming. And I think like what, what Dan Greck did driving down to Ushuaia was incredibly charming. And I think that if we keep them, mostly stockish. Yeah. And where you get to go to AutoZone and you get to buy the $70 alternator yep. and you get to buy the $26 control arm. Like I think in my mind, it's Rubicon version with a, like a inch and a half spacer lift yeah, and one or two inches taller tire. And then you just drive it. I hear that. I hear that. Or you go brute. I mean, that would be or my brute. other option. I, I'm still hoping that someone out there, someone on the interwebs, someone will have an AV Highline kit. 
Yeah. Just, just sitting out there. Like maybe it's sitting on a shelf. It is. Maybe it's on your Jeep yeah. and you want to get rid of it and you want some nice flame red paint code fenders to put on your Jeep. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> <coughs> that's it. And on that bombshell. So that's our I'm out of beer. That Therefore, I'm rat, out of, rat I, can't, of, I can't talk about TJ's anymore. We cannot talk about TJ's anymore, but they are cool. Matt has owned two. I've owned one and I have so many great memories yeah. of mine. And, and again, take a look at Dan Greck's trip through the Americas in he's his soft like top a, TJ. He's, he's a YouTuber now. Yeah, that's right. I mean, so I can't hopefully give him enough got, shit for that, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a podcaster, so, you know, we all got to hustle. I don't know if we do. We I don't know which own. one's worse, but they're all, they're all some version of worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just selling myself over the internet. <laughs> we need to create only been, fans. That's been happening. Overlanding. <laughs> Overland fans. Pay for my vacation here. Um, <laughs> sorry, I said that out loud. But yeah, anyway, um, stay tuned on, on, I guess, the LJ project. Um, yeah, we'll keep sending updates. I think and- we're going to be doing some videos of it, hopefully for Portal. Um, you'll see some editorial for it on the front page of Extrusion Portal. You know, you'll be able to follow along on kind of day-to-day, I guess, mm-hmm. on the Adventure Imports social media, and uh, which is just at Adventure Imports Practical easy. And then they can get a hold of you for the Highline kit. And then you can get a hold from me of me for, for the Highline kit that somebody out there has or AV wheels. That is another thing that I'm like, I want to go period. Correct. Like, like I'm a pretentious, I'm I'm like a pretentious snob of four wheel drive. Like I need it to be perfect. Yeah. That's okay. You're allowed to have it perfect. You know, I'm comfortable with that. I guess, I guess the thing now is figure out where we're going to take it. Although the next month gets very very busy with getting married and then going on a honeymoon to the Serengeti, which is going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. Except, except for the wedding. Neither of us wanted a wedding. We've learned very quickly that the wedding is about everybody, but the people getting married. Yeah, that's probably true, but soak that you're going to be there. Well, I'm excited that you're getting you're just going to like, cause, cause Laura's awesome. So gonna like feeding me psycho hallucinogenic <laughs> drugs. I will. We'll Stay be cold, in, Col- we'll be in Colorado. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be totally fine. I don't do psycho hallucinogenic drugs. That was a joke. And on that bombshell. Yep. Thank you all for listening. And we will talk to you next time.